Hi, I'm Jordan. This artichoke dip is great. Crazy weather we've been having. Do you have a business card? I'm wrapping up this semester's series by talking about networking, including the good and bad ways to make small talk and the good and bad ways to sell yourself, make contacts, and find leads. I'm going to warn you, I've been known to make some wild analogies, so just beware. I do compare networking to El Nino in this episode. <laughs> Have you tried networking? Did you know networking is a great way to find jobs or internships? You really should be networking. Hey, go to this event. It's great for networking. Yeah, you hear this word a lot, networking. But what is it? How does it work? How do you do it right? I'm flying solo on this episode, but we'll hear some familiar voices. Essentially, it's just you and I, though. I'll get into the details about what networking is and just as importantly, what it is not to help you get in the right frame of mind for using this very important tool in your professional development. Also, it's the end of the semester and the end of the calendar year. Everyone's making their best of lists, and you should be too. I'll take you through that. Plus, I'll recap some of the bigger points we made on the podcast this semester in a nicely packaged summary. It's all coming up on First You Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant to help students and budding creative professionals put their expertise to use. I'm your host, Jordan Bell. Welcome to another episode of First You Hustle. When you prepare a resume, there's a learning period, a creation period, and a review period. And then your resume is done. You can check it off. Resume complete. You can do the same for a cover letter and to some extent interviewing. You can prepare for it, be ready, and have it done. But what is networking? How do you know when you've done it? When is it over? You know, it's never really over, which makes it one of those uncheckable items on your job search list. You should always be networking. You probably hear this advice over and over. You've heard it on this podcast series before. Kristen Harris at Portfolio Creative listed it as an important part of the application process. The easiest, I do think, you know, meeting people there, reaching out through LinkedIn, you know, maybe finding someone, like I said, somebody that, that you have enough in common, you can reach out and say, hey, you know, we have this in common. Would you be you know, willing to, to chat with me? And, and not asking a lot of that person as well. So don't ask them for an hour of their time, but a 15-minute phone call or even just can I send you a couple questions via email? You know, that person, if they're, you know, most people are generally nice. And if you're not asking a lot of them that will, you know, be time consuming, they're usually kind of willing to share information. Amanda Kepner at the Columbus Museum said her first gigs were great because of the access to networking and how it was a great way to meet people. And it's amazing how all the organizations here talk to each other. Like you meet people who work at Ohio History and people who work at COSI and people who work at Wexner and people who work at Jazz Arts and people who work at King's Art Complex, all just from being in one place and talking to people. Um, I learned a lot about tourism, you know, just in the course of my job. And I'm like, that is a very interesting aspect to, that I would not have expected to be part of museum life. Christopher Washington at Falgren Mortine says you should do it before a portfolio interview so you best know how to position yourself. I think it's also good to maybe gauge from pre-networking prior to the conversation. So in advance of any type of portfolio review with an employer or an actual interview, ideally you would have already had some sort of 
you know, casual networking conversation with, you know, maybe someone from the panel or another member of the team within that company for more insight into what that company does. And that might be a good chance for a student to ask some questions like, what does this employer value? Um, is it more technical skills? Is it a blend of technical and soft skills? Um, in a conversation for an actual position, what would be most important to emphasize? These are questions that would be appropriate to ask during any type of networking meeting. But we never really went into detail about what networking is, just that you need to do it. So are you ready? Do you want to know what networking is? It's essentially professional friend making. It's building relationships in the professional world, collecting contacts, and discovering mutual professional interests within your field. Why is it important? Networking is something that you'll do at every phase of your career, not just during the job search. That is because there's no singular benefit to networking. It just helps you know people, and knowing people helps with all kinds of things. For you, the job seeker, yes, perhaps it leads to an internship or job lead. More likely as a job seeker, it helps you learn about a company or opportunity. It makes yourself familiar with those that might be hiring. But it also has other effects. Just by the sheer odds, you aren't going to bump into someone at a networking event who fits every need you are looking to fill. But that person you meet at an event knows the person you ultimately need to be talking to. For working professionals, you might learn about best practices, trends, or other items relevant to your current role. You might meet people and collaborate on a project. Not all networking is for job searching. This is an important distinction because it is easy to think that a networking event is for finding job leads, but that's just what it is for you. For everyone else there, this event has some other purpose. And keep this in mind, networking conversations should be two-way streets. It isn't just about stating your pitch, and we'll get into how to do that later, and then moving on. It's about interacting, creating genuine connections through genuine conversation. This is where I can sense the confusion setting in. You hear the advice that networking is essential to finding a job, but then you hear that networking events are not the place where you should ask for jobs. Networking is a marathon. Interactions are not transactions. You aren't promised something in return after one meeting with someone, so you can't expect to meet someone, ask for a job, and then be done with it. But networking is highly likely to influence you getting hired into a position. Here's an example. Let's say in September you meet Jill at an event. She works in a field relevant to your major, and you discuss your anxiousness to get into the field when you graduate. Jill shares some of her advice when she was a senior. You discuss her work. She asks you questions about your interests, and it's a great interaction. After the event, you follow up with Jill, telling her it was great to meet her and hope to keep in touch. December rolls around, and you found a great internship opportunity and are preparing your application. You reach back out to Jill to ask her some questions. It's not at Jill's company that you found this internship, but the two companies are similar enough that you feel Jill's advice could be helpful. Plus, you don't know anyone at the company to which you're applying. Jill shares some advice that helped her get her first job, but doesn't have much insight on the company you are applying to. She notes that her colleague David used to work there many years ago and offers to connect you. David has some additional insight into the company and gives you some notes. Unfortunately, he doesn't have any strong connections at the company, just casual acquaintances, so he can't make a referral or pass along your application. Nonetheless, the advice David and Jill gave was strong enough to get you an interview. Did this opportunity come through networking? I'd say no, kinda. You found it on a job board. But the interview, did that come from networking? Well, they reviewed your application and offered you an interview, so not really? But it kind of did. Networking in this case informed your application enough to get you the interview. Maybe there's no real way to know. But had you not networked, would you have made the right additions or edits to your application? Would you have still gotten an interview if you didn't make those additions? Probably not. That's what networking does. It plays in the background. It's the El Nino to your job search. It creates a set of circumstances without promising outcomes. To describe it in an oversimplified, very layman, 
non-meteorologist way, El Nino is essentially a set of conditions that make certain types of climate behavior more or less likely. Networking does the same exact thing. El Nino might make it more likely that there's going to be a heavy downpour, and networking makes it more likely that you're going to get job opportunities, but you might just end up finding a great lead on a new coffee house. So how do you prepare for an environment of circumstances? It's a fine balance of understanding your professional interests, but not ignoring your personality, turning up the part of your brain that makes you interested and curious in other people's lives, and not making yourself dependent on an agenda. This last part is happenstance, a little bit of surrender to not knowing what's going to happen next. I'll break down these parts. Professional interests. This is the business part. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater by forgetting important pieces of information like who you are, what you're studying in school, what do you want to do when you graduate? And this can range from a very specific role to general interests and inclinations. And what projects are you currently working on? These four things should get the ball rolling enough to spark conversation, but you can add in more information as you see relevant. It's up to you what you offer into, into the conversation. But don't ignore your personality. Mixing a bit of who you are with what you do makes you more human, more relatable, and to tell the truth, more memorable. For example, you might say something like, I've been so deep into finals lately that I feel bad for poor Duke. He's gotten so little exercise. Little tidbits like that sprinkled throughout will provide more avenues for conversation. Maybe a one-minute interaction is now a three-minute interaction because you discuss dogs in addition to professional stuff. So far, this has all been about you. And networking is not about you entirely, though. It's about them. A big part of it, in fact, is all about them. Be curious and interested in those you speak to. When it's run its course, you can move on, and we'll talk about strategies for doing that later. But so many people forget to engage the other person that they never get a chance to find out if they're actually interested in them or not. Ask questions to the person you are talking to. Have a few stock questions ready. There are three types of people you'll meet. Someone you've never talked to before, someone you're acquainted with, and someone you know really well. Have stock questions as they relate to each person. The first type is the easiest, the person you've never met before. Ask all the first date type questions. Where do they work? What do they do? These investigative questions will help you determine if you want to learn more and what specific things you want to learn more about. Interestingly, when you let the other person speak more, you become more memorable. Note I said more and not exclusively. You still need to talk, but let them talk just as much, if not more. They will form a better impression of your interaction rather than if you just talk at them for five minutes and never let them get a word in. People like to be engaged. It makes them feel valued. Give that gift by asking questions. But don't fake it. If someone is just a dud, they aren't interested in you or see no value interaction, be polite, but feel free to end the conversation. Meet someone, chit chat, and then when you get the sense that neither of you are finding much value in this, excuse yourself. Say something like, hey, great meeting you. I'm going to go grab a little food and mingle about. Take care. Similarly, if someone gives you an exit line, don't take it personally and don't cling. Oh, food, I'll come with you. If they wanted you to come with, they'd have said, hey, you want to go grab some cheese and crackers? I'm so hungry or something like that. And that last part is surrendering to happenstance. This means not going in with a strict agenda. This puts blinders on. If you enter that room only looking for an internship and that's it, you'll miss out on so much. When you meet someone, engage. Ask them questions. Don't put up roadblocks as to why someone is assumed to not be of value. Let's say you are a designer and you meet an accountant at a networking event. Immediate reaction, this person is not of value. But dig deeper. Where do they work? A design firm? Okay, maybe they don't. Do they have an interest in design work? A good way to find out is when you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm an interior design and I've been working on some new concepts for rocking chairs. And suddenly, because you mentioned that, they say, hey, my brother does woodworking and I actually manage his finances as a side gig. Or maybe that was a swing and a miss too and nothing comes of it. 
Maybe you part ways without thinking anything of the interaction. You just never know what is underneath. A little bit of digging helps you find the way. Networking relies a lot on happenstance. It's hard to point to a typical interaction and say, networking, see, it works. Networking is a way of putting yourself out there and creating some movement. Maybe that movement tips things in your favor in some way, but you'll never be certain about it. So networking is this mix of creating situations and putting yourself out there, but then also being on point with the message. That brings me to our second topic today, the message. What do you say? We just talked about asking questions and getting yourself out there, you know, nailing the introduction. But how many times has someone, maybe a friend or a family member asked, what have you been up to? And you just kind of say, oh, the same old stuff or not much, even though that isn't true. With the end of the year approaching, everyone is making their best of list for 2017. I think you should do that too. Maybe even just do it for this semester. What did you accomplish? Break down your semester into categories. Review each class you took. What were the main things that you learned? Review any job or internship you had during the semester. What did you do? Were there any big accomplishments? Review your activity outside the classroom, clubs, activities, etc. Anything noteworthy? Make sure you make a mental note or even a physical note about what that is. This will be your fodder for striking up conversation. Now when someone asks what you've been doing lately, or maybe they ask how an internship went or how the semester was, instead of just saying, good, I passed, try to showcase a little bit about what you've learned. At the very least, it gives some momentum to the conversation. Saying something like, good, I passed, is hard to follow up with other than congratulations. It's kind of a conversation ender. Something more substantive, you know, when someone says, how was your semester? And you say, good, for one of my classes, I had to redesign branding for a soup company. It was challenging, but I think our group came up with a pretty neat concept, etc., etc." This forwards the conversation while also revealing things that you've actually done. Now the listener knows a little bit about your process and design interests. Also, listing accomplishments and key takeaways are good for other reasons. You might find some good resume material. You should always update your resume after turning points in your career. That means when you end an internship or start a new job, finish a semester or a big project, always make sure your resume represents you today and not you a couple months ago. Even if you never share your list of accomplishments, but I hope you do, it's a good booster for your morale. You're on a journey, so checking in with yourself to recap progress will help you keep the stamina to continue. With the holiday break coming up, practice actually talking about your semester with friends and family. Once you get it out a couple times, it'll become second nature. And with that, let's recap this semester's worth of first, you hustle. What did we learn? I feel like this is my Jerry Springer end of show moment. First, another big thank you to the guests we had on this semester. We had alumni, working professionals, faculty, students, and CCAD staff on to share their advice. Thank you all for helping out with this project. A theme that came about in this semester's episodes is getting serious about your job search. This is not a spectator sport. There's no room to be passive. In many episodes, our guests discuss tactics such as reaching out to people, researching a company or person beforehand, taking advantage of access to people. The tools for your job search are laying around you. A hammer is only as effective as the hand that swings it, so make sure you do two very important things. One, you know what tools are available to you. You have an office dedicated to helping your career search, and that's my job. You have countless other people right here on campus, including academic advisors, faculty, your classmates, and more, who are just as dedicated to helping you find success. You'll find that through classes, campus events, or just the fact that you're plop in the middle of one of the biggest cities in the United States that access to working professionals and opportunities are well within grasp. So that takes me to number two, grasp them. After understanding that what you have at your disposal and how to use it, which is what I hope this series is helping you understand how to use these tools, it's on you to go forward and put them to use. 
you'll have some networking outreaches that don't get answered. You'll have some conversations that go nowhere. You'll have the interviews that you wish you could do over. It doesn't work instantly and you're bound to make mistakes. That's actually why I encourage you to get out there now. Work out the kinks. Keep at it. It works. It just takes time. It just takes practice. You have more support at your disposal as a college student than you ever will again in your life. So many people are rooting for you right now. So many people want you to succeed. So get going. Get out there. Raise your hand when you need help and our office will be there to assist, but nothing will happen until you start the journey. And for those that are on the journey, for those of you who say that, well, I have started, so I guess I'm doing it, consider kicking it into a new gear. Reevaluate your progress and make changes if you aren't happy with the results. And just remember that before you can do anything else, first, you hustle. Have a great break and use your time to reset, reflect, and prepare yourself for another semester of Kicking Butt. We'll be back in the spring with new episodes on new topics. Thank you so much for listening and have a great new year. Our theme song is Mr. Boogaloo by The Juanitos, Creative Commons license from the Free Music Archive.